morning. We're here for uh, episode four of The Music Between Us, a show where we talk about the songs that connect to stories and memories of our past. And this morning, I've got my friend Tony Aponte here. She's my most New York friend ever. <laughs> um, we worked together and uh, we connected over uh, TV shows and movies and, and a little bit of music and uh, excited to have her here and get into it. Thank you so much for having me. As you yeah. know, I'm definitely uh, a little nervous, but also super excited to be here. Yeah. You're going to be great. Everyone's going to love what you have to say and what you listen to. Um, so, yeah, we can start like we always do with just a general, like, open-ended what music have you loved and what do you like and and just kind of go from there. I'm so excited for this. Okay, so... <laughs> I feel like you're going to be so surprised to hear uh, mm -hmm. the kind of music that I'm into because it's so like different. I feel like a kid in an ice cream shop that has like 50,000 different ice cream flavors. Mm -hmm. And I love and I want every single one except the country flavor. <laughs> That's all right. I have to just say <laughs> okay. it. I have to say it. I have to put it out there. So um, right now I'm definitely listening to a ton of like – pop music and some older EDM stuff from like Afrojack. This is such such random stuff. Um, and I've definitely always liked music like that, mm -hmm. but my taste has changed throughout the year. So when I was much younger, I listened to a lot of like hardcore rock. I was such an angsty like teenager. What's hardcore? Like I listened to stuff like Senses Fail, Chiodos, like this band Emure, which was straight like screaming like emo death metal. Why was I so angry? I don't even know. Um, but my, <laughs> my music days has definitely changed now as I've gotten older. I've gotten a bit more into like hip hop, rap, pop. Like I said, this techno EDM music. Um, also, I was definitely like brought up on a lot of like disco and mm -hmm. Elvis Presley. Um, I'm a huge Bee Gees fan, mm -hmm. which I feel like is so random. Staying alive. Staying alive. Um, honestly, my favorite Bee Gees song is Tragedy. Mm. So I know that I feel like that's kind of basic, but it is what it is. Yeah. So growing up, you said, so you started on the classics is what started you're saying. Started on started the classics. on the classics, Elvis, the disco, which would be like 50s, 60s music, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who listened to that that um, made you listen to that? My parents mm -hmm. and then also my family. So my aunts and my uncle. Mm -hmm. I was I spent a lot of time growing up in my uncle's pizzeria in Brooklyn, Park Slope. Am I allowed to name drop right now? <laughs> yeah. It's Luigi's Pizza and uh, Park Slope, Brooklyn. So I was pretty much raised there, um, mm -hmm. spent a ton of time there. And for as long as I can remember, even back when my grandparents used to run the pizza shop, there was always disco music playing. So like a song that always like reminds me of the pizzeria and of that time is um i don't know if you've ever heard this song but uh it's by sister sledge he's the greatest dancer um but it's like a i feel like it's like a classic yeah. disco bop um so that's kind of where that started my parents also my dad listened to a lot of hendrix mm. so um you know i did get a little bit of that but i always really liked the disco and my uncle i used to drive into to, to the pizzeria into the brooklyn with my uncle and uh, he'd always have his music playing in his car blasting windows down and i always remember thinking like oh this is so loud but i love it i yeah. loved it i fell in love with it at such a young age and then yeah just like as i got a little bit older and i think my friend group kind of influenced that like screamo death metal <laughs> angry it's so weird though because like i was also listening to a little bit of like rap at the time like eminem mm -hmm. like i'm sure we all i everyone had their eminem phase that's our age and it might not be a phase <laughs> yeah right that's definitely definitely and i don't know this is like so weird but it kind of went hand in hand with like that emo screamo music <laughs> yeah a little bit of maybe like a little bit of combo of that hendrix and eminem shifted into it or no no i would say more like this like angry like immure and like chiodos like hardcore screamo and and the eminem like i don't know why but i loved it i loved it all equally and i had friends that were like no like i can only listen to the emo screamo stuff and i'm like no like i yeah. love it all i yeah. love it all you know like what uh where are those where are those screamo bands from because i imagine a lot of them are from like nordic countries like there's like icelandic that's a really Screamo. good question. I don't know. I feel like a couple of them are from here, like from New York, 
but I oh, really? don't really know. And Jersey. Mm. I feel like that band <laughs> Amur was from Jersey, but I could totally be wrong. No. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not big on the genre, so I don't know. You yeah. could be. No, I'm not. It could I, be. Couldn't be. So, like, what sure. age range would you say uh, that Screamo? I want to say that kind of started in like intermediate school. Okay. And and came with me into high school. Mm-hmm. And then like my sophomore year of high school, I think that was when I really was like, oh, rap music is so good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I'm from Staten Island, obviously. So Wu-Tang all day, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so I started listening to stuff like that. Um, and then I guess like that's kind of where the love for for rap picked up always liked Eminem but I mm-hmm. mean more like then Little Wayne came into play right mm-hmm. like I was a huge Little Wayne fan growing up like so mm-hmm. it's just it's funny how my music taste has like changed and then as I've gotten got a little older you know like junior senior year of high school I still listened to all this stuff yeah but then I also kind of started getting back in touch with my like disco and mm-hmm. like that kind of classic it's not really classic i guess but like that disco and studio 54 ish kind mm-hmm. of music yeah and then i was like oh man i was born in the wrong time like <laughs> i needed to be a 70s kid like yeah i needed to be in studio 54 i needed to be dancing to all that music and just like living that that kind of like rock star disco lifestyle yeah would you i mean this is kind of a tangent off of that but like I recently read a book about like the Manson murders and like, would you consider the Beach Boys in that kind of era or no? Did we listen to them? Yes. Yeah. But, like, I would don't you know. consider them like, part- no, not really. I don't know. I just found that era is just like so interesting of like just the rock stars. I mean, obviously Elvis and like it was all the news and like, um, yes, their music has nothing to do with their lifestyles. Like, the Beach Boys were friends with the serial killer in oh back gosh. in the day. I did not even know this. Yeah. Um, Dennis Wilson uh, had, like, Charles Manson and all of his people living in his house for, like, weeks at a time. Did but, like, he and he's know just a mem- he was a serial killer? This was, like, before, kind of. Like, they they kind of, yeah. It was after, like, the Summer of Love and stuff. But, like, you know, like, it's just crazy that those people, like, I think of the Beach Boys as, like, a wholesome. That's what, that's. On the radio. Fun, but fun, fun. <laughs> Yeah, but like (laughs) that whole era is like they still come out as wholesome and that as like and like Elvis, Elvis obviously wasn't wholesome. (sighs) Not wholesome. Yeah, but um, going off of that, I think um, what was I gonna go with that? Like, like so Elvis and all them. Like, there's a generational difference. I think when people loved. Like celebrities, then a lot of them were music stars. Like kids went from wanting to be rock stars to like movie stars, and so like I feel like that bridge happened somewhere around our generation. But like I feel like you're straddling it a little bit. So like, was there any? Did you ever feel like once you moved to modern stuff, like rap music, did you did it make you want to be someone different than like? Because like everyone wanted to be Elvis. Everyone wanted to be smooth like Elvis. But then everyone else wanted to be, like, a movie star later. But, like, did it ever, like, as your genre shifted, did what you dreamed of being shift to? That is such a good question. I'm, like, thinking real hard right now. And the only thing that's coming to my mind, we're about to get a roar of laughter in here right now. Um, <laughs> I was I was obsessed, Little Wayne, Young Money. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Nicki Minaj. Yeah. To like the point where like I had I made like the pink hair to like wear. So maybe I guess like that. I guess like I was like, I'm I'm gonna be like a rapper, like Nicki yeah. Minaj. Yeah, from Staten Island. From Staten Island. Like yeah. obviously that never happened. Um mm. but yeah, I think definitely with that. Like when I when I floated and started like experimenting mm-hmm. with that kind of music, I think like I was like, oh, yeah. I don't care about being like a sad, depressed, angsty teenager anymore. Yeah. I want to be like a hot girl rapper now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a shift. There's definitely, definitely a shift. Definitely a shift. Yeah. But it, do you think that's more of just what you were going through and the music you listened to was an expression of it or the music shaped a little bit of what you wanted to be? Another really good question. Is it fair to say like a mix of both? Probably. Yeah, I would say like definitely a mix of both. I'm a very um, 
like emotional music listener, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. So, so like, they kind of just feed off of each other as you were growing up, you think? If I'm sad, I'm listening to like the yeah. sad stuff. If I'm happy, I'm listening to the happy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you It know. just escalates whatever you're going through in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, relate, whatever yeah. I feel like relates to what I'm going through or what I can relate to, you know, at yeah. that time. Do you remember like a specific like Nicki Minaj song that like made you feel like that that you remember listening to like vividly? I want to say I can't remember the exact name of the song. Was it Little Piggy or like Miss Piggy? <laughs> I'm going to get so clocked for this. Um, one of those. I can't remember the name, but I know that that song, like, I was like, oh, man, like she's a hard rapper and like. I'm yeah, gonna I'm gonna girl. follow suit like I'm gonna yeah. follow suit are you a fan of like the new age that like Nicki Minaj kind of ushered in like Doja Cat and um Megan the Stallion I'm so stuff? excited that we're talking about this right now <laughs> um so yeah yeah definitely um I'm big into Meg I love Meg the Stallion I also really like Ice Spice okay you're not the first person on here to like Ice Spice like she just is good at what she does. I'm not gonna sit here and say she's a great rapper, right? Like I don't really think like <laughs> she's to. like a lyrical <laughs> genius, but her music is very catchy. And like, I find myself when I'm in a good mood, like that that's what I wanna listen to. Like driving here on the way here, I was definitely listening to Delhi by Ice Spice. That's one of my uh, nice. on repeats right now. Like, cause the, the, um, the rhythm of the song is just so good and the beat is like on point. It's great. So yes, I definitely like am into this newer age stuff. I like Cardi B a little bit. I'm totally mm -hmm. guilty of, of liking a it's little Cardi here and there. <laughs> Again, do I think that they're like fantastic rappers? Like, no, we'll leave that stuff to like Little Kim and Lauren Hill. Like those okay. are, those to me are like, sorry. Yes, I said it. I think Little Kim is a was a good rapper back in the day. Um, I don't really think that they're lyrical geniuses, but their music is fun mm -hmm. and catchy, which I feel like is like the most important thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you seen, there's like a clip on the internet right now. I think Alex Cooper's podcast where she's like interviewing Post Malone. She's like, what's your favorite lyric? And I think Post Malone is a like creative genius in some capacity. Like he can do anything at any time. Mm -hmm and be great like he's gonna do um a set of country music at stagecoach like a whole set of it and i would like next year but going back to it but like she asked him like what the favorite lyric he'd ever written before was and it was um she's like shrek because she got a donkey <laughs> and i was like dude I mean, that's not like lyrical genius, but like it relates to people. It catches on. That's what I'm saying. It's like you hear it and you're like, oh, man, like yeah. I feel this. Yeah. I feel this. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like everybody like it's not just like I think people probably like mainline it to just like girls liking that growing up. But like there was plenty of I remember specifically like just finding <laughs> the Starships music video on YouTube at like Fire. 11. And I was like, Fire. I was kind of embarrassed. I remember being embarrassed. No. And like, which I'm I, I'm not anymore. It's on my like throwback playlist and I love it. And then like, it's a great song to drive to. But I remember being like, what is this? I didn't know this existed. Why do I like this? Why do I like it so much? And then so like in the in my YouTube, like because most of the access I had to music was through my computer and YouTube because I didn't have a phone till I was like 16 or 17. And I remember just watching that music video and a lot of Katy Perry music videos. Is Katy Perry. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of young men <laughs> could probably, or men remembering could probably relate. I'm totally throwing my husband under the bus right now. Yeah. He loves Katy Perry. I mean, who doesn't? Loves Katy Perry. He tries to say that his, he's over her now. I'm like, yeah, right. You'll never be over no. Katy Perry. I still listen to every new album she puts out, to be honest. I haven't listened to any of her. I didn't even know she was still making music. I know she has a residency in Vegas. And I've yes. seen a couple of I don't of think she's pulling out in a couple of years, but yeah. I got to check that out then. The, the, one of my favorite Katy Perry songs is Firework. And yeah, then, you know, that's the classic. That's the one that got everybody. Very, very good. But then there's like, I mean, not only that, I mean fangirling here but like teenage dream and i kissed a girl oh that's back right in the oh my day. gosh how did i not say i kissed a girl first yeah, that was like the first like big one that everyone's like because she originally was uh katie hudson uh she released her first album as katie hudson not uh katie perry and then people realized 
she there's no differentiation between Kate Hudson and Katie Hudson. I never knew that. And so and it, it was a gospel album because her dad's a pastor. Oh my gosh, this is. Cool. I'm I'm going in my deep cuts on yeah, Katy Perry. I knowledge. love this. I but yeah, she this. released she released an album, uh, a gospel album under the name Kate Hudson. Then she switched to Katy Perry and released a song I Kissed a Girl, and then just that is took very off from there. different. I wonder yeah. um, what happened. Maybe somebody went to her and was like, "This is what's gonna sell." <laughs> so this is what you maybe. What you have I don't to know. Do. <laughs> There's always that like sheltered PK pastor's kid kind of deal. They're they've got to rebel in some capacity. And that was it just kind of happened. She man. happened to be incredibly talented or whatever, but. Or whatever. <laughs> I kissed a girl. I remember when that song came out and I was like, oh my gosh, like, mm -hmm. this is scandalous. Like, mm -hmm. this is insane. Yeah. Do we kiss girls? <laughs> like, that, that was just like, whoa. Yeah. And it was, I feel like that was kind of like the first poppy song like that of our time where we were old enough to understand. Yeah, because I remember as a kid, like, my sister, uh, my older sister, who's the sweetest person now, used to have all these demands. We only would do what she wanted to do all the time, and I was just so laid back that we would do it. So whenever we'd listen to music that we could listen to that wasn't what I listened like, when we were real little, like three or four years, when I was three or four, she was like five or six, okay. I would always throw on Toby Keith albums, which is country music. But then whenever she she would like, she'd bully me, take it out, and she'd put in Britney Spears albums. I mean... Which is like obviously just what happens, but like I remember like uh, the "Oops, I Did It Again" song, and it's just like I would sing that at like three or four years old, and just not—you don't really—you don't know what it yeah. is. The first one that you're like, "Oh, someone that's like something different," was "I Kissed a Girl." It for like my registered, generation. Yeah, right? Because it, yeah, right, yeah, that yeah. was like another thing, right? Like, how could I forget to talk about the legends? I grew up obviously on Britney, on Christina, on mm -hmm. InSync, on Backstreet Boys. InSync is better than Backstreet Boys. That's just sorry, I said it. Cancel <laughs> me if you need to. My husband's like, "Don't say anything that's going to get you canceled. That's going to get me canceled." I don't think. I think you'll be all right. I don't know because I feel like so many people love the. And I'm not saying I don't like the Backstreet Boys. I just feel like InSync is here and Backstreet Boys are like, mm -hmm. you know. That's fair. I mean, I have no arguments with that. Who would you say is the reign superior? Of the two? Yeah. I mean, I would probably say, I'd probably say NSYNC just because like I can't really name like a ton of Backstreet Boys song except from that one. Is the Backstreet Boys song the one that was in like This Is The End? Yes. Like everybody. Like yes. that's the one that comes to mind first and that's from a movie soundtrack. So I feel like that's all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so great. Yeah. That was such a good movie. I don't know. I don't know. Boy bands, like 90s boy bands, don't have much opinion other than that. Yeah, for me, it was really like NSYNC, Backstreet, 98 Degrees, like here and mm -hmm. there. Um, new Kids on the Block. I did actually have a New Kids on the Block lunchbox. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. Um, wow, this is like taking me back, back, back. But uh, back on to, like, Britney and Christina. Yeah, I was definitely walking around my house, like, singing those songs and, like, doing little dances and stuff. Not, mm -hmm. not a clue what I was, like, singing to. No. But definitely I, I think when Katie released that song, and like I said, we were a little bit older and it yeah. registered and it was like, oh, man, this is, like, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. Like, and I knew what exactly it was that she was singing about. Yeah, know? and you're just like, oh, it's not exactly what you think it was. Like the world isn't exactly what it presents itself to be. And there's curiosity. And I probably shouldn't tell my parents about this I kind love of this song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially like I was I grew up in a very like strict Italian yeah. household. So uh, I can't imagine that my parents would get down with me jamming out to that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of this stuff was like being downloaded off of like LimeWire. LimeWire, yeah, <laughs> Napster. Know? I was given the computer mad viruses. Yeah. <laughs> but I had great playlists, I did. So my iPod was like always stacked and I had mm. great CDs. We used to love to burn CDs. God, I'm so old. Yeah. I'm Burning old. CDs was like, I feel like I had a lot of experiences where like even though I was I'm a little bit younger than people. I feel like I was on a lag in development of like technology as a kid because we used to burn CDs until I was in high. I used to burn CDs until I was in high school I and the iPhone that. had been out for like five or six years at that point. And just cause I didn't have one. So I'd still burn CDs and I'd had, I had a Walkman until I was like yes. 14 and that was like 2012. <laughs> 
And we also like we lived in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin for a couple of years when I was in middle school. And like we still had dial up in like <laughs> 2009 or 10. And so like I like had those things like a little bit just because and I honestly appreciate it a little bit. Oh, definitely. Because of just being unplugged for a little bit longer. Definitely. definitely. But um, did you ever make a uh, did you ever burn a CD for a crush? No, <laughs> no. No, that that Never. boy could burn his own CD. Yeah. I'm not burning CDs for no boys. No, definitely not. Um, yeah. Did anyone burn a CD for you? Not boys. No, I'll be honest with you. Um, I was like, ugh. No boys? I didn't want anything to do with it. But also, I was very, like, self-conscious growing up. I was mm. very heavy when I was little. So, you know, I just, yeah. I got picked on a lot. Yeah. So I kind of, like, kept to myself. Um, it was, like, my friends, my family, and and that's really it. But I do have really, really good memories of uh, my older cousin. At the time, he had to be, I don't know, 20, 21, mm-hmm. burn me an like a CD that had a bunch of different rap on it. So like Wu-Tang, Eminem, um, I want to say like Busta Rhymes was on there and it was all explicit. And I remember him being like, shh, 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 don't like, yeah. I'm going to burn this for you and give it to you. Don't tell mom and don't tell Titia that my aunt, his mom, don't tell her that I'm making this for you. Like put this somewhere and like listen to it on your own time. Don't get caught. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, no. a, that's a great memory to have is just like someone showing you music because I remember there's a lot of times like, I would just like Google what's a popular song from this era because I wanted to know. And then I would listen to it and then I'd be like, yeah, I don't know about that. Cause I originally used to do that with Elton John. I'd like listen to Elton John and I'd be like, yeah, I kind of get it. And until until I met my roommate who I li- moved here with um, four years ago and he's a huge Elton John fan. And he told me, you got to listen to this song. You got to listen to this one. This album is the best one. Got These it. three are the best back-to-back-to-back albums. People don't make music the way they used to. And he was so excited about Elton John all the time that I was like, then I was really interested. And I was like, no, I get it. I see it now. Like, I've learned to love it. Way- and he's one of my favorite artists now because, like, I had someone curate him for me. And it's like, I respect this person's music taste. His music taste is way better than mine. Uh-huh. Um, but until that happened like someone's like here you go i want to share with you what is important to me like it adds a whole nother level to music you might not have wanted and that that goes it for me it might have been that might have been an origin of why you got into rap music because your cousin was like here this is cool this is secret we have this together we're sharing something but like for me that was country music and i honestly think that's why i liked country music because like all the people i had become friends with they all like country music i was like they all like this so like I like this and not to get philosophical, but like um, there's this thing called mimetic desire when you're in adolescence. This is like you don't know what you want, especially if you're like in a sheltered household in some capacity where you're like you're told what you want because uh, they know better and you're going to want it because I said so. And so like you don't like the your stunted growth of um, wanting something just for the sake of wanting it. And then eventually you're like, hey, I'm empty inside. I don't know what I want. I'm going to want what other people want and just mimic that and like imitate it. And then so that's what that's how I got into country music. There's worse kinds of music to get into. But like, (laughs) definitely. but that was it for me. And I was like, okay, everyone else, like there's some shaping desire of like wanting to be to share something with other people. And I think that comes out in music quite a bit. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Oh, I love this. This is a uh, this is so interesting. So I definitely, yeah, 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 yeah. I I could say that about like the disco music with my family, mm-hmm. right? The rap music, also I guess with my family. A couple of other external factors. So like I went to a high school that, not that it was like a bad high school, but I felt like it was like a little rough around the mm-hmm. edges. So like. I feel like the friends that I made in high school influenced this like rap along with my cousin, like we're Mm -hmm. talking about. Right. Um, and then my other group of friends influenced this listening to this like heavy metal screamo, like death music. So yeah, definitely a hundred percent. Um, and then as I got older, I shaped and kind of made my own decisions, I guess you can say on like what I wanted to listen to and what I actually like liked. And I'm not saying that I don't actually like that music, but definitely I like, I would have 
probably never listened to like from first to last, which fun fact about from first to last, I know you're familiar with Skrillex, mm-hmm. right? Like he was the lead singer of this this band. Oh, okay, okay. It was very like cut my wrist, black my eyes kind of, yeah. you know. I probably would have not like listened to that stuff had I not been shown it by my friends. Yeah. But then it just fit. It like it felt it felt right. Yeah. It kind of fits your environment. Like for a while, I think my sophomore year of college, I'd moved home for the year um to go to college and that I I really decided I was like, all right, I'm just gonna get into lifting weights like a lot. And so I like all, all my social media and all my friends were at the gym because I didn't have anybody else to hang out with. So I listened can and everyone used to make edits to like their lifting like videos with pop pop smoke songs and so I listened to a lot of pop smoke and I was like I probably wouldn't like this in any other capacity but it was like what I'm really into what I fixated on like in the people and the environment or whatever yeah and so I listened to a lot of pop smoke and that's the only way I would have ever gotten into like listen to him yeah yeah so fascinating right yeah like how like people have such a heavy influence on that type of thing. But I also feel like that with like TV shows and stuff like that, movies, you know, a lot of this stuff I probably wouldn't watch or even be interested in if somebody else didn't say like, oh, this is really good. You should check this out. And I think you would like it because X, Y, and Z, you know? Yeah. Do you, I mean, we don't have, we can talk about that too. Were there different shows that you, like you remember one time being like, okay, this is good. Watch it and just falling in love with it. And then because someone said to watch it. Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> Great show. I miss it so much. Who told you to watch it? Um, Actually, Justin's little brother. Oh, he did? Yeah, because we had seen it on Apple TV. We were, we're, watching, uh, we were watching the morning show on Apple TV, and we mm-hmm. were getting, you know, they had, like, trailers and ads for it, whatever. But I was like, yeah, nah, I don't really know. if. And then Tyler watched it and was like, wait, you guys have to, you actually have to check it out. And we gave it a shot, and, like, that's it. We were hooked. Yeah. So My roommate had it on one night, and I was like, this is funny. And then I just watched the whole thing all back to back. I miss it so much. I miss that theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> funny that I say yeah, yeah, when it, the opening line is like, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, for me, a show like that was, so I didn't have Netflix until I got to college. So I didn't watch any, like, I didn't binge shows until then because I just didn't have access to it. Um don't feel bad. I don't. Th- I'm, that's what I'm thinking about. I don't think I got Netflix until much later on in life. Yeah, too. and I mean, I was so busy in high school anyway. I didn't have time to yeah, watch. Yeah, exactly. TV. Uh, but uh, I remember. I don't remember who it was. I think I remember as a kid, my mom like my mom would love. She got into a couple of TV shows, and you know how when you're a kid, you remember like one small thing that your parents like and then you just assume they like it forever and they're like yeah I like that thing even though they might not like it anymore because I remember when I was real little my mom would be like all right it's Tuesday night friends comes out because it was like a cultural phenomenon (laughs) and so she would be like oh my mom loves friends and then she also got into lost too lost Lost was one of her shows too and the unfailing one that's never changed is she loves NCIS. Loves NCIS. Like I feel like every mom loves it. Like some crime show, she's in love with some, some um, silver fox detective on on some crime show. My mom is into General Hospital. That's okay, her, like, there's something. She's like rides hard for General Hospital, yeah. and it's been on TV for what feels like a hundred years. Yeah. It feels like <laughs> and it she's is. been watching it from the very beginning. So, yeah. but for me, the, f- some of the, for I've binge watched so many shows my freshman year of college because I got Netflix. So I was like, I watched, I want, but two of the first three shows that I watched were shows that I remember my mom liking and they oh. popped up. I watched friends and lost were two of the first two shows that I watched all the way through my freshman year of college because I was like, Oh, my mom liked those back in the day. That Let me watch those. Interesting. But it was like, that's kind of a backdoor. But like, yeah, I have other people more recently that have told me about stuff that they wanted to watch. So I want to like take this back to music Mm -hmm. and like moms influencing Mm -hmm. our taste in music, right? So my mom, I used to always think when I was super, super little, my mom always loved to sing. Mm. She always liked to sing. So um, I, I remember I have this memory. I will never forget it. And it's like clear as day. And I had to be 
I don't know, like three or four, so mm-hmm. young, but it's so vivid in my mind. This will never go away. Um, we were in the car. She was driving our 94 caravan at the time. <laughs> and uh, are you familiar with Ace of Base? I'm not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're old, Ma. Um, so <laughs> Ace of Base, I saw on the sign. Um, oh, yes. I know that song. Okay. I don't know the band. I knew the song. So I, I just remember. <laughs> and it opened up my mind. Yes. Yeah. And it yeah, opened yeah. up my mind. Yes. Yeah. So I remember that song playing and my mom singing along to it and me singing, sitting in the back seat and looking at her and just thinking like, wow, my mom is so pretty and she has such a beautiful voice. And I really like this song. Like it has a good beat. Like, of course, again, you know, I'm super little. I don't know what I'm listening to or singing, but I remember like grooving along to it. Like I liked it, but that always sticks with me, that memory. And like, I still love that song to this day. I still like Ace of Bass to this day. So my mom has definitely played like a very big part in, I'd say like not only TV shows, but Mm -hmm. like the music that I'm listening to still now to this day, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's such a nice, nice yeah. memory. The reason I know that song I'm now realizing, um, is because it's the like outdated, um, song the acapella group sings in pitch perfect. Oh no. <laughs> have you, have you and your mom seen pitch perfect? No. You haven't seen it? I don't think You guys should watch it together. So. Is it a movie? Pitch Perfect? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like Anna Kendrick. Oh, oh. And they're the acapella group. I've never saw like, it, uh, but Adam I've heard Devine. of it. Okay. Yeah. It's okay, actually okay. really funny. Yeah. Okay, I got to add that I've to I've rewatched list. it, all three of them, several times. Oh, there's three? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, I got to check that out. <laughs> but in the first one, that song is performed a bunch of times. That's hysterical. But, oh, gosh. Um, good recommendation for yeah, you. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, we're about halfway through here. We can jump into the questions if uh, you want to. Let's go. We will start with a song, album, or artist, I guess, or just anything general. Um, you have a vivid, a vivid memory of hearing live. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I love this. So, you know what? I feel like we didn't get to touch on concerts. Yes. I'm a super big concert mm-hmm. goer. I have been since I'm young, since the very first time in high school that I begged and pleaded and cried to my mom, please let me go. Well, actually, no. Hold on. Let me take <laughs> it all the way back. So my very, very first concert and my answer to this this mm-hmm. uh, prompt was one of Cher's many farewell tours. <laughs> my parents took my sister and I. Um, and I'll never forget, like my dad was trying to hide the tickets from us mm-hmm. and we, my sister and I saw the tickets and we freaked out. Like we were like, Oh my God, now <laughs> we're seeing Cher. And it was such a great experience. Like it was mm-hmm. at MSG, her tour bus was outside. I'm like crying to my parents. Like, can I go try to get on her tour bus? My parents <laughs> like, you're going to get arrested. Like, no, but what a great concert. Um, believe by Cher. Mm-hmm. I don't want to try singing it right now. I'll make a fool of myself, but mm. I will never forget seeing that live at MSG after one of her thousand wig and costume changes that mm-hmm. she did. Oh my gosh. And that whole place was just like, of course, what an experience. Like yeah. I'm with my parents, with my little sister, like I will never, ever, ever forget that. Yeah. It's great. So you love concerts. We can, we can go further than that. You can give a couple like top three concerts maybe if you want. Oh top my gosh, five. this is so hard. I've probably been to about a hundred concerts in my lifetime. Okay. Um, Oh boy. I have to put Cher like on Mm -hmm. that list because that was just such a good um, concert. So dabbling into like the rap, Justin and I a couple of years back went to, I'm not not sure if you're familiar with TDE, but that is the label that Kendrick Lamar, Mm -hmm. I don't know if he owns or whatever. Yeah, he's associated with it. So, So we saw like a TDE tour so like kendrick performed schoolboy q performed j-rock performed and then the highlight of that concert i'm a very big sizza fan Mm. my little sister loves sizza and i love sizza because she loves sizza dude sizza is so good though but she's actually she's really really good she's got a beautiful voice oh my gosh on repeat Mm -hmm. repeat for me for like a week and a half at least i know i know me too i'm it's so good and Mm -hmm. I shed a tear. I was like so happy when she finally released it because I feel like we've been waiting so long for yeah. new music from her, but it was so worth the wait. Mm-hmm. But anyway, at that concert, um, there was talks that SZA was not going to be coming because something had happened with her vocal cords or something like that. So, you know, I was like a little bummed out naturally. Concert was still great. And then all of a sudden they start like setting up for what looked like, it was like a boxing ring. Oh, yeah? And they had this like, the background I want to say was like, 
flowers and like pink and stuff. And like Justin and my sister are like, it's happening. It's happening. Justin's like, I keep trying to tell you she's here. And I'm like, no, she's not. No, she's not. (laughs) And then SZA came out and I actually was crying, like was actually hysterical crying. Might shed a tear right now talking about it, but that was one of the best like live performances that I ever saw. And then another really, really good concert that we went to a few years back. You know who Logic is? Yeah. Dude. Oh my goodness. I'm a white guy from the Midwest. Yeah, you have it like half your friends were obsessed with Logic. (laughs) That was we saw him at the Barclay Center, like I want to say it was like right before COVID. Yeah. It was life-changing. Yeah. He is so freaking good live and just puts on like he was yes, like his voice sounds good, but the performance was just mm-hmm. so good. And the visuals and like the fire and the flames and this and that. It was just fantastic, like from start to finish. I feel Such like he's so concert. his songs that are so easy to get hyped to. So easy to get hyped like, to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was like so different experiencing it live. I have such a nice memory from that concert. There mm-hmm. was a very young boy and his mm-hmm. dad right in front of us and it was just so sweet because yeah. like the kids rocking out dad's rocking out it's just such a good like yeah. such a good vibe you know yeah uh, one of my favorite memories ever was at uh at a concert was pier 17 um i went to go see um jason isbell in the 400 unit it's a country band okay um i really like them a lot uh personally i think they're one of the best he jason isbell is one of the best songwriters of our generation but anyway I was at his concert last summer, and uh, it was his daughter's, like, fifth or sixth birthday, and she was there with him. And, like, right before he sang my favorite song by him, which most people know by Morgan Wallen, is uh, Cover Me Up. It was a cover of his original song off of his album, um, Traveling Alone, I want to say, in 2011. But either way, right before he was about to sing that song, which is a really emotional song, he brought his daughter out on stage and uh, sang her happy birthday and then her favorite song. And for a six-year-old, her favorite song was Poncho and Lefty by Willie Nelson. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, your dad's Jason Isbell. That makes sense. But, like, he sang her happy birthday and then sang this really emotional song right after. And I was like, that is so nice. It's like tugging at the heartstrings, but in the yeah. best way possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy that we got to, like, chat a little bit about the concerts. Uh, we can bring it back up, too. But we can. I'm sure we're going to wind up going back into it with some of these. So yeah, I mean, the idea of the cards is to get more specific, and I feel like when you're in like the have the whole atmosphere there, like it's you're going to remember it more specifically. So in a concert setting, like crystal clear. Yeah, crystal clear. Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. Ah, such good times. All right, we'll jump into this one. Um, Music people would be surprised that you love. I'm so excited (laughs) for this. So. I'm a huge Elvis fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Elvis fan. And like I also mentioned earlier, like Bee Gees. I'm mm-hmm. very into disco. Mm-hmm. Anything that you would have walked into Studio 54 and heard playing in Studio 54, like I love this. But on the flip side, I also really like this, like like Ice Spice. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like if somebody looks at my Spotify playlist, they're going to be like, are you all right? It's yeah. so <laughs> all Chaotic. over the place. But like it's just what feels right for me in like the moment. Yeah. So. So what would you say is like more surprising? You're saying like the split is more surprising? Like the polarized differences is yeah, surprising? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the different genres that mm-hmm. I really, really, really like. Like when I told, I actually was talking to Josh about it at work the other day. And when I told him that I like Elvis, he was so surprised. He's like, really? I like oh, I have really? an Elvis tattoo. Like I'm a very big oh, Elvis fan. Yes, very Elvis. <laughs> so what's your favorite Elvis song? Oh my gosh. I think I'm gonna go. Okay, so I really like Blue Suede Shoes. Mm, great really song. Really like Suspicious Minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also really like Heartbreak Hotel. It's a good one. I remember my first impressions of Elvis were uh his Christmas album as a kid. Oh goodness. And so I remember like, oh yeah, that guy that sings the christmas songs like it was my original impression of elvis that's hysterical i mean the, the christmas music is really good too but yeah and there's a couple guys like that like uh which is so interesting that their legacy was carried on through christmas music because <laughs> uh, the, the two albums that i love the most were elvis's 
White Christmas album, and then so also Dean Martin's oh, uh, Christmas album. That's another great one. Yeah, and so like that was my initial memory of Elvis. And then I think I remember as a kid, I was like bootlegging a movie on the internet, uh, and I watched Forrest Gump. And you know how like Elvis is in there? I was like, that's not the guy that sings Christmas movie <laughs> or Christmas uh, music. And then I remember figuring out like who he was. Interesting. But. So is that your first time, I guess, hearing about Elvis was in Forrest Gump or the Christmas music was the first? And how did you, how did you hear about that? Was that like your parents or? The Christmas music yeah. or just general? We just had like a, we just had a stack of CDs in our Christmas like, and his box. CD happened Like to our be Christmas decorations box and. I mean, they had a CD and uh, like we just put it on rotation. We got this, this fancy stereo system that was like a Zenith stereo system that oh, had nice. like you could put five CDs and like you could just it would spin and like change so it would play all five around. We're oh, like, wow, really this is cool. snazzy. <laughs> and we at Christmas time we just put our five Christmas CDs in there and then they'd like rotate oh, around and so like it was always in there. So that was like my impression of it. Oh, I love that though. That's a nice like association, you know. Yeah. What was your like? original like Elvis moment because you well was that who you were listening to when you were driving with your uncle kind of definitely my uncle would have mm -hmm. Elvis on also very much a lot of this disco yeah music he would mm -hmm. also have playing and a lot of another like big genre of music for us growing up was like this 90s like freestyle mm -hmm. so like this Raquel and um you know in a dream mother those kind of like mm -hmm with like the the beats in the background. So it was a mix of that stuff. Elvis, my mom has been an Elvis fan since she was like a little girl. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, Elvis. I also, I can't believe I forgot to mention Michael Jackson. Oh. Michael Jackson was like another huge one like in our household yeah. too. I didn't, I didn't know who Michael Jackson, I didn't know much of his music except like the Jackson 5 stuff until he died when I was like oh, wow. 13. Oh my gosh, I'll never forget when he died. My mom, I came I, home, my mom was the, crying. It's <laughs> the first person I remember like dying. Like big celebrity. Like big celebrity dying. I we were like we were out camping and we found out somehow. Like everyone knew that Elvis died. Or not Elvis, gosh. Michael Jackson. That Elvis was another sad one. My yeah. mom tells me about that when 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 Elvis passed away. Oh, uh, when and, Elvis like, died? She was like, I didn't I physically didn't think I could go on. Yeah. <laughs> so. One of the things I've Another, have you heard, where's where it from? The peanut butter and jelly thing that Elvis would do? Yes. Peanut butter, jelly, and I believe it was bacon. Bacon, like peanut butter, jelly, and bacon. Yeah. And like, it's just like, no wonder the guy Might died. Might have been what killed it wasn't, him. It wasn't, it wasn't the drugs. It was this giant peanut butter and jelly and bacon well, I'm going to go and say it was probably <laughs> a mix. Probably wasn't a very healthy um, Yeah, combo. probably not. The, the drugs and the peanut butter, jelly, bacons. <laughs> so definitely a um, mix I feel it's so I, to me like it's so sad because I feel like there's not music like that anymore yeah I don't know I feel like I feel like it's really interesting in the last year the turn that music has taken as as mainstream music particularly in like Noah Kahan and Zach Bryan like they make really good acoustic like folk music now that like is insanely popular, that I feel like is good, heartfelt, poetic, not like disco, not Otis Redding, not Elvis, not Bee Gees, but like, I feel like we're taking a turn from like, um, like a G6 in the 2000s to like people liking more- Like know, heartfelt stuff. Heartfelt stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that will come back around in some capacity. Um, I think it's kind of a lag, like a millennial lag and like millennials love vintage. I know. And I feel like eventually someone's going to start making what the vintage was. I, it's all a cycle. But right. I do think it's really interesting, the shift in pop music. Like, I really liked Zach Bryan, like, when he first started putting out music. because He's it's, a country artist, right? He's, like, yeah. But Does it's, he have, like, a popular – because I do know, like, a couple of mm – -hmm. so, like, Tennessee Whiskey is such a – Yeah. I know that that's not that guy, That's though. a cover. Uh, Chris Stapleton covered it. Yeah. And who was the – was it Etta Jones? Who was the original – singer of that song i actually don't know it's been covered so many times has it oh yeah. i didn't even realize that um yeah i well, do like the country version though yeah of that song well i would say zach bryan is like more of a more of a folk mm, i mean technically he's they call it sad cowboy music but well, i gotta like check very, that out because i might actually be into that <laughs> i mean he's huge right now like yeah. it's like he's really like come on like really fast 
Uh, he also is the fir like first person since Elvis to be discharged from the military to go make music. Fun little connection there. Interesting. He was in the Navy, and then he left because he was too famous to be in the Navy because you can't re – re chain of command doesn't matter much when you're a millionaire. Can you imagine that? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's but insane. I do think it's encouraging. I think people will start making more heartfelt stuff. And also I, I should recommend to you um, there's a podcast called um, – the history of rock music in 500 songs. And there's a lot of, there's probably an Elvis episode. I recently listened to the Otis Redding episode and it just fades in and out. And it talks about the history of everything and like where it came from and what people were feeling at the time and how they made it. So I feel like that would be a good one. Yeah. Up my for you. I definitely want to check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we can go to the next one. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I, I definitely tend to uh, veer off on. <laughs> oh, no. These can go as long as we want. Um, music you have on repeat lately. Okay, this is totally going to crack you up because it's so <laughs> too, like, completely different. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, right now, one of my favorite songs is Take Over Control, which is an old Afrojack and, like, <laughs> Ava, I don't know her name, song. Yeah. But it's, like, a techno-y, like, kind of jam. And this is so random. Uh, Dirty Work by Steely Dan has been Steely Dan on repeat in nice. my house. My husband's like, this song again? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, it just... It's a good one. Steely why, Dan, like, like, one song grabs you, and then you're just there for a while. Hooked. Yeah. Hooked. But, uh, yeah, so that's so weird. That's what I've got on repeat right now. What about you? Um, one of my – well, first, one of my favorite, um, like, social media, like, moments um, is uh, John Mulaney brought Pete Davidson to a Steely Dan concert, and he, like, tells a story about it. It's like there's a clip out there somewhere. Oh, I need to look that. I need to look that up. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> this is John Mulaney and Pete Davidson so at a Steely, a Steely Dan, Dan concert. concert. That's enough said. It seems made up. <laughs> um, I guess. Well, I'll, I don't even need to do it. I I've been kind of in a music rut hmm. in the last like week or so, and so you, sometimes there's like certain radio stations I throw on, uh, like or not stations, just like radio on Spotify that I listen to, and one of them has the one that's got me out of it lately this week. Um, is uh, I just looked through on ACDC radio. I love that. A lot of Journey, a lot of Tom Petty, um, obviously ACDC. I feel like that's um, such like feel-good music too. Yeah, it's not like screamo in the gym. It's not heavy. But it's just like it carries you along the way yeah. and, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just it's good. Just good music to throw on and just have in the background in any setting. Yeah, I like that. The ACDC radio and Credence Clearwater are the two radio stations that are usually my fallback. Credence Clearwater, what is this? Sorry. Credence Clearwater Revival. Uh, they're like, they're really, they're the American version of the Beatles, essentially. Ah. So like, you know the song Fortunate Son? No. You'll, is this a Beatles song? No, it's, oh. a, it's a Credence song. Oh, oh, oh. Or uh, Bad Moon Rising. No. You'll list, you'll recognize. Have you ever watched any Vietnam movies? Probably, if my dad has put them on. <laughs> I'll play this. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. Yes, I do know this song. I do yeah. know this song. Um, but yeah, they like. Uh, I think that's funny. Like ten seconds, and I'm like, oh yeah. Wait, yeah, wait. I mean, um, it's in like Apocalypse Now, like the helicopter scene. Mm. Oh, wait, no. I don't think so. I don't think that's right. That might be right. This song is, is. I feel like it's in a ton of stuff. It's in every Vietnam movie, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see the radio. The radio station. Um. But on the way here, actually, a country band put out um, a song. Um, oh, an album. Um, Brothers Osborne put out an album. I really like them. So they they were on. They were on the way here, on the train ride here. Repeat, nice. Yeah, but like on the on Credence radios, like um, Black Sabbath's on here. Nice. Journey's on here. Nice. Huey Lewis in the news. Daryl Holland, John Oates, Holland Oates. Just like the Eagles. Oh. Um, okay. Queen. It's typically what comes on that radio. Love that. 
Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that you have like a – so do you say that this is kind of like your chill-out music? Um, I would say chill-out music is like uh, – I'd say that's like my in, like indifferent music. Like if I don't know if I don't know what mood I'm in, if it's not driving, I'm just gonna pick good music that's gonna come on, and it's that. If I'm chilling out, I'm listening to, uh, like Noah Kahan and Gregory Gregory Allen Isakov, and just like other like folk people like that. Okay, so we have there's like a I think it's like a smooth jazz playlist on mm. Spotify that we love to put on in the house. Like, yeah on like a Friday afternoon or, you know, when we're cleaning or yeah. cooking dinner and mm -hmm. it's just so like mellow and chill and yeah, I found that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll throw on just like random things when I'm just burnt through anything. And I don't need any like lyrics. Lyrics. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's a nice thing. It's a nice thing to put on. I wish I knew more about it. I feel like I might have, I, I might have this bad perception, but I feel like, Music without words, I feel like you need to have more of an appreciate, like an, more knowledge of it in order to appreciate it properly. But I don't think that's probably necessarily true. But I just have. I mean, I understand that. why you say that, like, but I don't know if I necessarily. Like I don't feel agree. like I can go to a jazz club if I don't know who originally played the song, you know? <laughs> You, yeah, I might agree with you on that, honestly. I yeah. mean, I feel like I need to go with a friend that knows jazz, you know? So it's funny because for me, on top of jazz, like I also really like classical music, mm -hmm. but I can't sit here and tell you the only like classical artist that I know is Bach, yeah. right? Like just like everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah, or but, Mozart. Uh, but it's funny because I've been, or Mozart, right. I've been telling Justin, they have like a couple of, they're like orchestra performances mm -hmm. in the city in like random spots. I think, I don't know if they do it in Bryant Park, but for example, you know, in Bryant Park and they set it up with like, it's like candlelit, beautiful. Yeah. And we're actually have been looking into trying to go to see one mm -hmm. of those. But, I mean, I think that I'm still going to enjoy it even though I yeah. don't know, like, too much about the artist. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that too. One of my favorite, favorite New York things, just generally, is walking around in, like, the, like, woods of Central Park, like, in the little paths, and then, like, a jazz band is set up, like, just kind of uh, off to the side on, like, a Sunday afternoon. It's so nice. Were you in the office Monday? Uh, yes, I was. Did you... I think you got in, you must, you might've got in early, but when I got in, it was around like nine, oh, 10, yeah, yeah. there was a pianist in the lobby and yeah. I was, I was actually late for work because I stopped. <laughs> On to Monday and Wednesday, they have a thing with the Juilliard school yes. where they send somebody to play. That in was the, the first morning. time I it's ever saw nice. that. It's it was nice. beautiful. I couldn't even, I almost had tears in my eyes because I was like, what a nice yeah. way to like start my Monday and like, you know, I'm it, about to go to work right yeah. now, but like, it was just so peaceful and nice. It's almost jarring leaving Times Square into a cool, clean, oh, quiet, man. Juilliard classical music. And it's like a nice little transition. Like beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I hope I get to witness another. I think most of the time artist. they're there on Wednesdays, but mm. sometimes they're there on Mondays too. This is why I've never seen it before. I typically don't do Wednesdays. Yeah. Mondays is like the best day for me. Huh? Yeah. I yeah. loved it. I was like, yeah, it's great. I went upstairs. I was like, oh my gosh, you will never believe <laughs> there was a pianist downstairs. It was just so, it was like such a nice treat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Definitely. Definitely. Should probably squeeze one more in here. This is another favorite question people like. Um, you didn't realize was so sad until you actually listened to the lyrics. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's funny. I was talking to Justin about this last night. Suspicious Minds by Elvis. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like it's like, you know, obviously like singing it and bumping along, but when you actually take the time to listen to it, it's like, and I, I mean, coming from, I definitely have had some like trust issues in the past, not in my current marriage obviously mm -hmm. yeah. but, you know been with Justin for 10 years but definitely have had some like trust and, and confidence issues in the past so when you sit down and really like listen to it I'm like oh man like this this really hits mm. you know like we can't go on together with suspicious minds it's just not healthy like it's not it's yeah. not good and it man. and it's sad I also feel like Heartbreak Hotel is super sad too because I felt like that was almost like a cry for help from him yeah but I could be wrong, you know, like I don't I don't know. I just looked at the lyrics to Suspicious Minds and 
yeah. It like hits. It's just like, well, I mean, if you've ever been betrayed of trust, I feel like suspicious mind. I feel like what he's trying to say by suspicious minds is, um, you know, when you you kind of know it's over, but you don't have a reason to do it yet, and you're just kind of suspicious of each other, like in some capacity, usually in a different way of each other. Yeah, because you've been you've been like hurt not, in the past. You've been hurt in the past, and it's not necessarily because they did something, but because you just something clicked yeah something like yes. realized you're okay. just like something crystallized i was like you haven't done this yet but i know this isn't what i need or want and it's just like ugh. it's so sad it's like oh like man. yeah so yeah that's my that's my answer for well heartbreak hotel yeah. he says i'm so lonely a million times this is what i'm saying i'm like were you all right dude <laughs> I don't know yeah. if he was just doing it for the for the money or I feel like he genuinely was yeah. feeling like that at the time, you know? Hmm. Kind of sad. Yeah, that is tough. Well, that's one of the most universal things too. Like it's like more people are going to hear that and relate to it because everyone's had their heart broken. Everyone's been in love with someone, had gone over the the edge. But yeah, no, I that's a really just I haven't listened to the song in a while, but the lyrics of Suspicious Minds really It's so sad. bring it's, something out. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. What would you say your your song is that you didn't realize was so sad until you actually sat I there? I didn't and realize to it was so sad. Uh well, I already said mine on my first episode. But I, I there's probably another one somewhere, but the one that comes to mind is If We Were Vampires by Jason Isbell. Mm. And essentially the song is if life was eternal, then like marriage doesn't wouldn't have mean wouldn't mean anything. Like if you're okay. married to somebody, is it because unless you had a finite amount of time, if you had a finite amount of time, you wouldn't um it wouldn't be sacrificing anything if you didn't have a limit to the time because you're giving your whole life. Your whole life is what you have, and it's only such a it's a or short period, period of time. time. Yeah. And so, like, you're choosing to spend, like, essentially the song is saying, if we were vampires, love wouldn't mean anything, so I'm, so let's take these 40 years and make the most of it. And I was like, part of me is like, man, that's sad that life is short. Yes. That life is short. And, like, I don't care if it wouldn't mean much if we had, if there's no, nothing to sacrifice for, there's no motivation. Mm. It's just, like, just kind of sad, like, realizing the, like, fleetingness of life and the love like love is going to end eventually in some fashion yeah because life has it yeah there's like that there's like that uh george jones song oh gosh i might be quoting it wrong uh he stopped loving her today do you know that song i don't well maybe this is another case if you if i hear it um you might not know this one um but essentially he's like i told you i'd love you till i die but and then, or he told her he'd love her until she died. He stopped loving her today, which essentially is like the guy's dealing with his wife dying, which is like, Dang, yeah, it's a George. That Jones is so song. sad. Yeah. Heart wrenching. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's sneak in one yeah, last I was say, uh, maybe one. Hopefully, is happy. <laughs> I have. I hope it is. It's not. It's the one it's about no, what it's makes about, you cry. What's right? a song that's made you cry? Oh, man. Um, so this is gonna be so random. I think her name is Noah Cyrus, Miley Cyrus's mm-hmm. sister. So the song July. Mm-hmm. Um. A couple of years back, my mom had to have a pretty intense uh, brain surgery, mm-hmm. and. It was really scary because when she came out of it, she wasn't walking, talking, speaking, eating, like nothing. She couldn't do anything. Um, she had to relearn how to do all that stuff. But in the very beginning, I remember it seeming like such a dark um, time that like was never going to pass. Mm-hmm. And that song, I'm not even saying that the lyrics necessarily like resonated, but I think like the tune of the song mm-hmm. and like her voice just gave me like sadness comfort if that makes any sense mm-hmm. and i have definitely cried a handful of times listening to that that song yeah when i hear it now it still makes me a little like emotional yeah. there's something well i feel like it, it breaks you one time and then you kind of remember kind of go back to the moment um like that's what i sadly like associate that song with you know yeah, I mean they're they're tied together forever, but like at the same time, it's just 
I mean, you're not going to feel it the same capacity, but it's going to bring you back there a little bit. Yeah. But in that that one moment, it's always going to be tied to the rest of them, yeah. which is really, really sad. But it is. It <laughs> is. I feel like we need to end this on a happy note. Okay. Well, we can do it real quick. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, you can. We can just a lyric that you got wrong for way too long. Oh, literally every. I'm so happy that this is the last <laughs> one. Every single song that I like, I sing wrong. Yeah. I, I don't know the lyrics to any song, but I will proudly sing the lyrics that I think are right and sound right. And, you know, I feel like 90% of the time it works. Yeah, I, I think so, too. You're just filling just in. Just got to have fun with it. Filling in the gaps. Yeah, and you just got to have fun with it. You're putting your own personal it. touch on it. That's it. Exactly. That's it. I feel like as long as it, like, sounds somewhat similar and you're not, like, too, too far off, yeah. you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, we just hit an hour. Nice. So time. That I had flew. such a nice time. Me too. That I think was it went awesome. really well. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for being great. here. Thank you for having me. And uh, we're going to call it Wraps on Episode 4. <laughs>